I'm Brenda Caldwell, a.k.a. Dr. B. Welcome to the Hope Zone, moving you from a place of hopelessness and brokenness to a place of healing and wholeness, a place where hope is alive to bring you more peace, more joy, more freedom, and more understanding of your God-given purpose. Let's enter the Hope Zone. Hi, and welcome into another edition of The Hope Zone with me, Brenda Caldwell, a.k.a. Dr. B. We're giving you hope for every situation. So thank you for coming in for episode number 34. And if you're new to The Hope Zone, trust me, you're in the right place at the right time for the right reason with the right vessel. And it is about to go down. (laughs) Yes, it is, because we're talking about this subject, and that is fear. Oh my God, fear. What a bully fear is. But we're going to be talking today about taking your power back from the spirit of fear. Yes, taking your power back from the spirit of fear. Again, I want you to know that I am so thankful for you being my one. And I am going to pour my heart out to you to give you some words of life and truth and hope and encouragement so that you can do just that. Take down fear, take your power back. And I want you to also subscribe to the show. Uh, If you are not uh, subscribing yet, you want to subscribe so that you can get a new podcast. It uploads every Monday with a fresh new dose of hope, a word, and certainly would love for you to, uh, you know, of course, share the podcast and uh, leave a a comment as well. But as we get into uh, today's subject, Oh my goodness, get ready to get empowered, okay? Taking your power back from the spirit of fear. And we talk about fear. Uh, there are so many different, you know, acronyms for fear. Fear is uh, false evidence appearing real. That's one acronym. Another acronym for fear is forgetting everything and running. Forgetting everything and running fear. But what does the Bible talk about fear? You know, fear is a spirit. And 2 Timothy 1.7 breaks it down like this. It said, for God has not given you the spirit of fear, but he's given you love, power, and a sound mind. So we want to establish right now, fear is a spirit. And it's certainly not from God. God's word just proved it. He said, I don't give you a spirit of fear. I'm, I'm not giving you fear. He says, no, he said, I give you love. I give you power. I give you a sound mind. God gives us love. He's created in love. God is love. Come on. And he created us in his image and he created us to love. And he wants us to know that love is so important that that's what he embodies us with. That's what he gives us. Uh, 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 you know, to the earth that we can walk in love, we can have love and we can be secure in his love. And so if we're secure in the love of God, then there's never anything ever to be afraid of. There's never anything to be in fear about. God says, no, I don't give you fear. I give you love. And he says, I give you power, power, power. Yes. God gives us power. We are, we have the power to overcome. We have the power to defeat the enemy who is already defeated. We have the power uh, over anything that is demonic and from the, from, from, from darkness and from Satan, we have power in every situation as overcomers, we are created to overcome. So he says, I give you power. He gives us dominion over the earth. He gives us dominion over 
you know, creeping things in the earth. He establishes that in Genesis chapter one. So God has given us power, dominion, authority. And he says, I give you a sound mind. God gives us the ability to think. He says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Come on. He's given us the ability to think. Think on things that are pure, lovely, true, honest, praiseworthy, the things that have a good report. He gives us the ability to think, to think powerful, to think wise, to think with soberness. Come on. So God is never trying to put fear on us to teach us some lesson. Mm. Some people think that, well, you know, God just wanted me to be afraid. So I no, God never ever wants us to operate in fear because the Bible says this also in First uh, John 4, 18, it says perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. So anyone who is in fear is not made perfect in love. And so God would not create us in love only for us to walk around in fear. No, he says perfect love is what gets rid of fear. So when we, when we have love, our love is rooted in God's, when we have our foundation rooted in God's love for us, when we are so secure in God's love for us, then we will not be bound up in fear. But fear is a spirit, being honest. It is a spirit. And it does try very hard to take us out. It, it, takes, it tries to steal your peace, steal your joy, steal your faith, steal your relationships, steal your money, steal. And so, I mean, fear is a thief. It really is, but it definitely can destroy our health. It can create ulcers in our body. It can create tumors. It can create, you know, heart attacks. It can lead to so much fear. We have to cast it down. We really do have to cast down a fear. And so as we talk about three things today that you can do, first thing I want to ask you, think about for me, is there an area of your life right now where you do have fear? Is there, is there a situation in your life right now where there's fear? Fear has been operating for real. If you got really honest, you've been in fear. It could be job. It could be your health situation. It could be, again, something going on with your child. It could be, again, some something you're afraid of in your marriage, something that you're afraid of that's going on on the job. It's so many different ways in our daily, practical, everyday life, we can be in fear. So is there an area right now that you're dealing with fear, fear in your finances, fear. So if, if there's an area of fear in your life right now, I want you to know you're listening on the right day at the right time for the right reason to get the right word. God is a timely word. God is so timely in his love and communication for us. So he knew that you need to be listening today. And so, and trust me, it's not just you. Don't be selfish. Share this podcast with somebody else because I promise you nine times out of 10, somebody in your life is also struggling with fear. Fear is one of those demonic spirits that's always hanging around and trying to attach itself to us and bringing its its friends, anxiety and worry and stress. All of those are family. Those are familiar spirits, if you will, that try to play out in our life. But if we talk, as we talk about fear, let me give you three things that you can do. The first thing that you can do, if you want to take back your power over this spirit, 
that we've established. It is a spirit. It is a demonic spirit. It's not a spirit of God. It is a spirit that's from Satan uh, it, if to steal, kill, and to destroy your joy, your peace, your health, your life everything it can to, to take you out. So if you want to take your power back from fear, first thing you want to do, number one is take control over fearful thoughts. Take control over those fearful thoughts. What is that? What do I mean? The Bible says in second Corinthians 10, verse three through five, it says that, that though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. It says that therefore we are to cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself up against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, when you are, if you get a, a, a fearful thought, it, it can be something, it can be a, a, just a little knot of something on your knee or, 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 or you know, or, or uh, it could be something really minor, but in your mind, you can make a Malco, Malco movie, your mind, the imagination. That's why the Bible says, cast down those vain imaginations. Every thought that is not of Christ, cast that thought down. Take that fearful thought because the enemy will have you having stage four cancer with three weeks to live J just because you felt the knot. And, and it's for real. I've been there. I, I, I've had that. I, I have had that experience with a knot in my breast and had to go get it checked out, had to have a biopsy. Fortunately, by the grace of God, it did come back okay. Uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't a, a, a cancerous. It was an oily cyst. It, it, it remained there for two years. You know, they said that, you know, that it that it shouldn't have, it wouldn't necessarily turn into cancer. I just spoke life over it. But there was fear going to the doctor. Why? Because if you feel a knot or if you, you if you are not feeling well in some area of your body, the enemy is going to take send that spirit of fear. And next thing you know, he has you being dead in, in, in a few weeks. And, you know, and you're planning your funeral. You ain't even going to the doctor. So we have to cast down the spirit of fear. You have to take authority over those thoughts. The Bible says that we are cast down, cast it down, take it down, take it down. And so any area of your life, I don't care what area it is, I want you to understand that when fear is creeping in, it's like when fear is knocking, boom, 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 boom. It's like telling fear, fear, I hear you knocking, boom, 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 but you can't come in. Mm, mm, mm. We have to take authority over that fear when fear is trying to creep in, creep into to the house of our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. That's our soulish area. That's the soul part of us. And that's where these spirits operate in your mind and getting in your heart and in, in your emotions. Are you with me? And next thing you know, we can be overwhelmed with just, just these, this, this fear, fear, fear is paralyzing. It can, fear can paralyze you. Fear can cause you to just literally not be able to make a move. And, and, and you're so afraid this is going to happen because you played it out in your mind. And therefore it makes you not even uh, have the faith to even move or take, take any next step because fear can, fear is always going to give you the worst 
uh, prognosis. Fear is always going to give you the worst outcome. You know, fear, you, you don't want to go to your mailbox because you, you have fear that you're just going to get some bad news instead of having the faith that something good is coming or having the hope. Uh, and we talked about hope recently again. Uh, expecting, living with some expectation. But no, fear won't let you live with an expectation for the best. Fear causes you to live with an expectation for the worst. Did you hear that? Fear will not allow you to expect the best outcome. No, fear forces you to focus on thinking that you're going to receive the worst outcome. Fear. So number one, take off authority over those fearful thoughts. Cast them down. Well, how do you do that, Dr. B? Break that down. How, how do you do that? You know, I, I believe in the how-to. How do you do it? You open up your mouth and you say, fear, I recognize you and I cast you down. This fearful thought that ABC, whatever it may be, this fearful thought that I got cancer, I cast you down in the name of Jesus. This fearful thought that I'm going to lose my home, I cast it down now in the name of Jesus. This fearful thought that I'm going to lose my job, I cast down in the name of Jesus. The thing to understand is that you have to open up your mouth, use your mouth because it will penetrate Literally, it it penetrates your spirit in such a way and it and it causes you to recalibrate your thinking. But more importantly, it exposes that spirit of fear. Do, do you know that there are 365 times in the Bible that, that, that God is mentioning fear? There are 365 scriptures on fear. That means God in his infinite wisdom, oh my God, put, a, put, put, put it on the calendar. When, when he created the entire world and knowing that the world would revolve around, in essence, 365 days, God says, look, I love you all so much. I'm going to give you a word for every day of the year regarding fear. So I, so I, so I'm going to give you a promise from my word every day that, that you can so that you can take down the spirit of fear. 365 scriptures just on fear. God is amazing and his love is amazing. He has our back. Again, reminding us fear is never from him, him, never from him. So want to remind you, you have the power to take down those fearful thoughts. You have to cast them down immediately. If you begin to dwell on thoughts, if you begin to entertain these thoughts, you allow yourself to think on it. You're thinking on it. You're thinking on it. You're thinking, you get a thought now. You get a thought. Now your thoughts are just words in seed form. So when you first get a thought, it's really a word, but it's in a seed form. But if you keep thinking on it, then you're going to start speaking it and you're going to start saying it. So if you capture the thought before you speak it, then you will take the power back from the spirit of fear. Are you with me? I don't care what situation of your life where you have any kind of fear, if you take authority over your thoughts by opening up your mouth and capturing the thought, saying I cast you down, saying I speak and I cast you down, I fall out of agreement with you, 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 you know, you negative thought about this, that, and other, that is powerful. Number two, second thing that you can do if you want to take your power back from the spirit of fear is compare your situation with the ability of the word of God. I want you to compare your situation 
to what is in the word of God and to the promises of the word of God. If you compare your situation, in other words, I don't care what the situation is, there is nothing that you can have on planet earth. There is not a situation, there's not a problem that you can face on the planet that the word of God doesn't already have an answer for. I mean, anything, everything, every situation. So if you compare the situation to what the promise is, so the situation is lack of money. That's the situation. You got some lack going on, but the word of God says, Philippians 4, 19, God says through Paul, he says, beloved, he says, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches that are in glory in Christ Jesus. So the riches that you need, the money that you need, the finances that you need, where is it? It's in glory. Ha, huh, come on. It's in the heavenly realm. Come on. And so I want you to understand if you keep speaking to it and calling forth the money, calling forth the finances, calling forth the favor, because truthfully favor is better than money anyway. But if you begin to just find a promise in his word and begin to speak over that financial situation, something supernatural, I'm a living witness, is going to open up and break through in your life. It can be a phone call. It can be a check that you never could, that you didn't have any idea you were owed. It could be somebody, him, him moving on the heart of somebody to saying, you know what? God put you on my heart. I need to be obedient. I need to send you $4,000. What's your address? I'm telling you the supernatural things that can happen. There is not a problem, whether it's sickness. There's so many scriptures on sickness. First Peter 2, 24, it says that by his stripes, we were healed. Isaiah 53, uh, verse four and five, he says again, for, for, for his, by his stripes, he was wounded for our stripes. Come on, somebody. And by his stripes, we are healed. Jeremiah 30, verse 17, he says he, he will, he will heal and he will restore health unto us. So it doesn't matter what it is, no matter what your problem is, no matter think that thing that has you in fear, compare your situation that has you in fear to the word of God, to the promises of God's word, because there's nothing that you can have that matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care what has you in fear. Doesn't matter what has you in fear today. There's an answer. There's a solution. There's a breakthrough. There's a promise in God's word. It is. It is. And the enemy doesn't want you to believe that. He went, oh, you know, I tried praying and I read a few scriptures and I'm still dealing with it. I've been dealing with this a long time. Well, you're still alive. That means there's still hope. That means today it can happen. You're still alive. That means he's been giving you strength. He says that when you're weak, my grace is sufficient for you. Come on, Romans 12, 9. So he still has sustained you. He still blessed you to stay here and to stay here to see it. So if you don't quit, you don't give up, come on, what's your alternative? Think about it. And so if, if you got to live any, anyway, then stand up to the spirit of fear. Take your power back from fear and say, fear, I refuse to lay down. No, mm -mm, no, 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 no. Fear, you will not rock my world. You will not paralyze me. No fear. Let me remind you fear of what my, my, my God says. Let me remind you. He, he gave me 365 scriptures. Let me remind you. And you begin to get in that word and watch what happens. No, 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 no. You're saying this. Oh, 
Oh, no, no, no. But God's word says, come on, somebody. Are you with me? So Isaiah, that's why I love Isaiah uh, 41, 10. He says, fear not. Why? For I'm with you. Be not dismayed. Why? For I am your God. He says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will hold you up with the right hand of my righteousness. I love that scripture. Come on. Isaiah 41.10 is a great promise. Isaiah 41.13, he repeats it so many times. Joshua 1 and 9, he tells us, be not in fear. Do not be dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There is nothing. There is nothing that we can face on this planet that God's word doesn't already have an answer for. But the spirit of fear tries to blind us. The spirit of fear tries to paralyze us. The spirit of fear causes us to shake in our boots and think, oh my God, but he's not going to come through this time. Has there ever been a time, let me ask you, has there ever been a time in your life, truthfully, that you needed God to come through? that he did? Has there ever been a time? He may not have come, came through when you thought he was going to come through the way in which you thought that he was going to, he was going to come through, but didn't he come through? Didn't he make a way out of no way? Didn't he, even if it was the midnight hour, didn't he show himself to be faithful? Isn't he faithful? He's the same God. He's the same God that brought you. So if you're in fear today, be reminded he is the same God that brought you through the last time. He's the same God that worked it out for you five years ago. He's the same God when you were on your back and your back was up against the wall. He's the same God. When you had no idea how you were going to make it through, come through and see the light of day again, then he proved himself faithful. He's that same God. He's that same God. I want you to remember that. So in his word, there are promises upon promises, upon promises, upon promises. He says, my ways are not your ways. In Isaiah 55, verse eight through 11, he says, my word, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher and so are my thoughts. He says, but my word will never return void. He says, just as the rain and the snow coming from heaven and does not return and, and, and make it to bring forth and bud does not return until it makes it bring forth a bud until it does what it is sent to do. He says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall prosper where to it is sent. It Listen, it shall do what I have sent it to do and it will prosper wherever it is sent. God's word, if God's word needs to be sent to a hospital to heal, it will do just that. If his word needs to be sent, come on somebody, to your mortgage company, it will do just that. Wherever his word is sent, God's word will not return void. And sometimes it just has to blow our mind how he does it and when he does it. But that's why he says he makes all things beautiful when in his time. But between that time, between, you know, it's the waiting that puts us in fear. It's that waiting it's when we just, we can't figure things out. He doesn't need you to figure it out. He needs you to walk it out. Come on, are you with me? And fear, that spirit of fear mm -mm, that God doesn't give us, it's always going to be the extreme opposite. That's all the enemy can do. He cannot uh, uh, create anything. He only perverts. He can only twist. He can only get you. And that's how he was able to get Eve uh, in, in the beginning. 
because he's always trying to plant an illusion. He's, he's just a liar and a deceiver and he tries to beguile us. But I'm telling you, your God has not forgotten about you. So there's no need to be in fear, no matter what your situation is. And number three, and we'll close out with this one. The third thing that I want you to do is to open up your mouth. And this is, if you're going to take your power back uh, from the spirit of fear, open up your mouth daily to declare the promises regarding your situation. Open your mouth daily. I cannot stress enough how what happens when you decide that you are going to speak life and you're going to speak the word of God regarding that particular situation. Again, sickness, finances, uh, 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 marital situation, just job situation, situation with your children, situation that is beyond your control and you can't physically change the situation. You can, if you're going to take the power back from the spirit of fear, you can do with your mouth. Your mouth will take you to a rim called the spirit rim. And the spirit rim is where things happen. I promise you the Bible says the things that are seen were not made with things that do appear. The things that do appear are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. In other words, to help you understand, it's not what you see with your natural eye first. It is what you see with your spiritual eye. So when you are in the spirit, when you open up your mouth, when you declare what God's word says over that situation that is trying to put you in fear, when you do it daily, I don't care. That's all you have. That's all you need. All you have is all you need. And that is the promises. Don't ever let the word of God get old to you. Don't ever let the word of God be stale. Don't ever let the word of God become too common in your life. Understand that this book, the Bible, come on somebody, the world's best-selling book, will. there's not a book on the planet that will ever come close to be outselling the Bible, even to this day. Are you with me? It is the world's best-selling number one book. And it is the world's best-selling self-help book. Yes, it is. And if you are in any kind of fear, in any situation in your life, if you open your mouth daily, and sometimes two or three times a day, every time you think about it, coding your mind with the promises, what you do is you get promises from the word regarding that specific situation and you declare it. God, I declare, God, your word says this. God, I remind you what your word says because he says heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will stand forever. You can stand on his word. You can hold God at his word. He honors his word. It's a mystery. Listen, I don't have to know how a car operates in order for me to get in the car and drive it. I'm, I'm not trying to figure out how the how the engine works and how the transmission works. Listen, I bought a car to be able to take it from one place to the next to get me to go here and get me to go there and bring me back home. Just like faith, faith like that. Come on, somebody. Come on now. If you're going to operate in the realm of faith, you don't have to understand everything about words when you're opening your mouth and you're speaking into the spirit. You don't have to know exactly how it all works. Just to know this, you can hold God at his word. And that's how you take your power back over the spirit of fear. It doesn't matter what the situation is. God's word can be trusted. 
God can be trusted and his word over time and in time and in the fullness of time literally will come to pass in your life. I am a living witness. Every situation I've ever had in my life that put me in fear, every situation I've ever had in my life that had me shaking in my knees, every situation in my life that I did not know how it was going to work out. Somehow me being able to get myself in that word of God and find those scriptures and begin declaring the word and saying, God, your word says this and God, your word said, it, and God, I'm standing on the promise of your word. Every single time I learned to do that, I promise you supernaturally, somehow in the sovereignty of God's timing, it all worked out and I got the victory once more and again, and it will be that way for the rest of my life. I am a believer in the power of the word. I know that fear is a spirit and I know that fear has, brings anxiety, it brings depression, it brings worry, it brings stress, it brings all of these uh, 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 you know, other spirits that try to take us out and take us over. But there's never a reason in this world for us to be bound with a spirit of fear because God has given us the promise of his word to be our to be our strength, to be our comfort, uh, to 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 keep us during the darkest of times. You can rely on his word. Well, that is today's episode. My goodness, how to take back your power from the spirit of fear. And so I'd love for you to share this podcast, subscribe to the podcast so you can get the, uh, the, the episode. It uploads every single Monday. I'd love for you to tell other people about uh, the Hope Zone with Dr. P. And I want you to know this, go to my website to hear about other works that I'm doing and things that I'm doing in the earth. I am on a mission to help people overcome uh, the, the, the suicidal faults and so forth. I have a campaign going on called Suicide is Not an Option, period. If you'd like to donate to the Suicide is Not an Option campaign, go to drbempowers.com, drbempowers.com. Come. I want to make my life count and I want to snatch as many people out of the clutches, if you will, of suicide, depression, anxiety as I can with my time left on the earth. And so with all of that being said, I want you to know on your worst day, your best day and every day in between, there's always a reason to have hope. So do this for me. Hold on to hope like it's a piece of rope. Until next time. I'm so glad you made it to the end of the podcast. If the Hope Zone is making a positive difference in your life, please subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode. Leave a review and most of all, share it with your friends. And remember, from your worst day to your best day, there's hope in every situation.